Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Matt Pajeski running the board. Thank you, sir. He comes up with great, great bumper music. Hey, welcome to Camo X. I have, we've gotten, uh, boy, the text line is overflowing this evening. And glad you are involved in the show. And here's a shout out. I got a, a text from a guy who says uh, he, he's a farmer and he's out working in the fields before the sun comes up and way after the sun goes down. And they're always listening to Camo X. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Camo X. We appreciate that. And, you know, that's one of those things that you don't think about. How often do you sit down to eat something and you sit and think about who put this together? Somebody had to had to go out and pick the fruit. Somebody had to go out and and get the grain and to make the pizza dough or whatever it is you're having. Somebody had to make that. Somebody had to milk the cows and get up in the morning and do all the work necessary so you can order a pizza. They've got, somebody had to do that. And our hats off to those uh, hard workers out in the fields to uh, bring in food to market so we can enjoy great food like pizza. Speaking of pizza, yeah, I know, I've mentioned it three times. Here's why. Because yesterday yesterday was National Pizza Day. Actually, National Sausage Pizza Day. And so I wanted to, to get Matt Pajeski on here because a uh, couple of things, a couple of things I wanted to find out here uh, as we talk about pizza. Uh, Matt, what's your favorite pizza? I like a thin crust pepperoni pizza. A thin crust pepperoni pizza. Any particular? I mean, do you do you do you just like the emos? I love the emos. I love St. Louis pizza and wings. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite restaurant used to be Cusinelli's in South City, but they closed a couple years ago. But uh, yeah, always a uh, always down for some emos. Always down for some emos. Well, I I go the exact opposite. My oh. favorite is the thick Chicago style. I just, I just love that. It's good, but it's, it's un St. Louis of you. It, it is, you know. I know. I hate to say that, uh, but I do. Uh, you can't help what you love, and I do love that. So my wife and I, we had to go to Chicago a few weeks ago to, I had to depose a doctor up there. So my wife comes along, and the first thing we did when we got there, we went and got pizza at some Chicago pizza yeah. place. It's to me, it's the only good thing about Chicago. 
Was that a uh, Lou Malnati's? We, I've been to Lou Malnati's. Oh, that is the best. There yeah. wasn't there wasn't a Malnati's where we were because that's what I was looking for. And uh, I, I tried a case with a guy in Chicago, and we were we, we went out for pizza afterwards, and we went to Lou Malnati's, and uh, and then like a month later, he sent me a frozen pizza. They ship them. Wow. They ship them in boxes, and they got some dry ice in there, and you can actually order them, and they ship them to your house. That's awesome. Uh, it was it was excellent. So. What do you think is the number one topping on pizza in America? Assuming cheese is not the answer. Correct. I, I, okay. Yeah, because okay. if it doesn't have cheese on it, it's, it's not, not a pizza. pizza. Uh, I'll say I'll say sausage. You think sausage is yeah. number one? And then if we're going to keep going down the list, I'd say probably pepperoni after that. Uh, you know, flip them, man. Flip them. Pepperoni okay. is the number one. In fact, according to a recent poll, 36% of all pizzas have pepperoni. I I would be that guy that I I'm part of that that 36%. Yep. And sausage comes in number 2 and then once you get past that it's just an amalgamation of of onions and uh let's see what else is on here. Mushrooms, black olives, green peppers, pineapple. And you know now pineapple invokes people either love it or they hate it. There's no middle ground on pineapple. I hate it. You hate it. <laughs> you went right to hate. It's just right to hate right there. Um, I, I actually, I actually, uh, I'm one of those few that are in between. I like it. Um, I don't love it, but, uh, but no, pepperoni's great. Sausage is great. I ordered a pizza once. There was a place called, um, Riddell's long since closed when I lived in the central West end. And we, my wife and I, this is when I was in law school and I was starving. I know you look at me now and you're like, dude, you don't look like you're starving. Well, I'm not starving now, but in law school, I had no money. So we ordered this Riddell's pizza, and I had no money. I hadn't eaten all day, and I thought, you know, there's no way this is going to be enough. And this pizza, it was a thick crust pizza. This pizza came up, and Matt, I'm telling you, it probably had three pounds of sausage on it mm. just on one pizza. Wow. It was, I ate one slice, that's all I could eat. It was the thickest. It was amazing. That's how you fell in love with that Chicago I did. Right pizza. there. I was hooked right there from then on. So it was it was truly the best. Now, here's another question for you. Which, based on the number of locations, what do you think the largest pizza chain is? Ooh, I would say Papa John's. You know, that was my guess. I will tell you, I took this quiz, and I guessed that Papa John's. Mm -hmm. Nope, Papa John's is third. So, okay. I would have to guess maybe Little Caesars or... Little Caesars is fourth? I'm getting worse. Okay. (laughs) Domino's, I don't know. know. Uh, Domino's is second okay. with 6,571 locations, and this shocked me. Pizza Hut, number one. Really? They've got 6,500 or 6,605 locations. They beat Domino's as of last month. They beat Domino's by about 35 locations. All of those top pizza joints, among my least favorite, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the fast food of pizza. Well, it is, and uh, uh, when we're ordering pizza, most of the time I will order a Domino's if we've got to have something at the house. It's yeah. really good. But uh, I I thought Papa John's would have been number one. I, yeah, for sure. So missed that question, uh, and I'm not afraid to say when I'm wrong. And, you know, coincidentally, I'm not afraid to say when I'm right either. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. Hey, coming up, someone who's not in the right, and I always try to do those transitions. Someone who's not in the right is there's some problems right now with city council member uh, 
City Council member Lisa Clancy. So I wanted to reach out to Joe Holloman over at the Post-Dispatch. He's been covering this, and uh, he's going to break all that down for us. But also, i got to mention this as we go to the break. Uh, pizza People texting in bacon pizza. They love bacon pizza. Matt, thumbs up? Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yeah, anything with bacon on it. I'll eat shoe leather <laughs> if it's got bacon on it. And you got to have at least two toppings, uh, says one of the texters. You are exactly right. Hey, we got Joe Holloman coming up next. Don't go away on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you know the st louis county council at least from my perspective they're more dysfunctional than than the Kardashians or Kardashians. So then the latest dysfunction involves County Councilwoman Lisa Clancy and the ethics probe into work with a law firm that she did related to a marijuana dispensary. So joining us this evening to break this down, and I mentioned it at the at the at the end of last hour, is Joe Holloman of the Post Dispatch, who's really been covering this story from the outset. Hey Joe, welcome back to Camo X. Brad, how are you? I'm doing great, sir. It's great to hear your voice, and uh, glad you're available this morning or this evening. Yeah, well, so am I. 
Yeah. Well, hey, before we get into the the latest news that you covered here recently, what's the backstory here for folks that haven't been covering this? What's the backstory with Lisa Clancy and the marijuana dispensary? Well, starting, uh, I guess, at the very beginning, it goes back to uh, 2019, uh, late spring, summer of 2019. Uh, And what was going on then is uh, medical marijuana had been approved in Missouri. And so the county, along with a ton of other municipalities, were adopting their zoning code ordinances, working on them to uh, govern where uh, where dispensaries could be located, sort of like along the lines of uh, taverns and nightclubs and such, uh, this far from a school, this far from a church. Sure. And, and you know, so a lot of it boilerplate. And um, uh, so that was going on. And uh, Lisa Clancy, of course, member of the county council. Uh, about that time, in around uh, June, uh, Ms. Clancy began working uh, under a contract, not as an employee, for a law firm that was involved in the uh, filling out of applications and filing for various people wanting to have a dispensary license. And uh, Ms. Clancy was uh, hired uh, to uh, engage in grant writing and filling out these applications in essence. And one of the companies that uh, she was working for was one that eventually ended up getting a dispensary license in unincorporated St. Louis County. Uh, the council was not made aware of this, and there was no public declaration of it uh, that she was working there while at the same time uh, debating and discussing and trying to refine these zoning ordinances, the aforementioned zoning ordinances. Yeah, well, let, let and, me stop you there, Joe, yeah. because at this time, don't members of the county council have to disclose their income and the sources of their income? It, there indeed is a requirement. And, of course, as you can imagine, uh, there are lawyers who would like to argue as to what level of disclosure there has to be. Uh, it seems like uh, it seems like rules that politicians write about these sort of things tend to be vague. <laughs> so what? Uh, and I, and I'll, <laughs> yeah, lawyer, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so uh, but it was certainly not known. Uh, that there was this connection between her and this law firm, and then also uh, working uh, with the council to come up with the zoning ordinances. And during those debates, Ms. Clancy was the one most in favor of uh, buffer zones and, you know, how the, the distance between your dispensary and some sensitive location. Those buffer zones, she was supporting the ones that were wanted by the dispensaries. Uh, so she was working basically – uh, in the council to make the ordinances as beneficial as possible to the marijuana industry. And as she said at the time, also to people who need the medical assistance of marijuana as being her reasons. Hmm. Um, but nevertheless, she was backing the industry standards. And that's sort of the crux that the ethics committee has then taken over is whether or not uh, this constituted a conflict of interest and should it have been disclosed that there was this connection? Now, speaking and of disclosure, Joe, I, is doing now. Yeah, I need to mention, speaking of disclosure, in 1988, 1989, and the beginning of 1990, I was a law clerk at Summers, Compton, and Wells. 
So <laughs> never worked there as an attorney. I was just the kind of guy that they would kick around when you're in law school. But I did at least <laughs> want to mention that uh, because I did actually work there. Uh, that was a very long time ago. And even then, I did not have hair. So that shows you how long <laughs> I've been bald. But uh, oh, okay, I was going to say that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was like 35 years ago. I was still bald then, so it didn't it didn't make any difference. <laughs> but uh but, but about that now you started to talk about this committee and I understand that there's an ethics committee that's been formed to look into this and county councilman Mark Harder is the is the chair of that committee and he sent out some questionnaires, didn't he, to some of the interested parties in this to try to investigate whether there's a conflict of interest? He did indeed. That was his second step. The first step was is that the committee met uh, Har- uh, Councilman Harder and three other members, uh, Harder and Tim Fitch, both being Republicans, uh, Ritter Heard Days, uh, and um, uh, uh, now I'm forgetting the uh, fourth member of the uh, committee, uh, the, the newest alder person, and I will come up with it. Uh, Shalonda with Webb. Shalonda Webb, of course. Sorry. I apologize. Shalonda Webb. So Shalanda Webb and, and uh, Ridded Day's Democrats, Fitch and Harder Republicans, and they had called for a uh, for hearing and asked those people to attend to an, answer some questions. And of the five people that they uh, requested to be there, uh, none of them showed up at the committee hearing. And then so what they did was did questionnaires and sent out by certified mail these questionnaires asking them for their involvement. The deadline from that was October 5th, was, uh, was October 5th. So on Monday, I began calling the uh, councilman Harder told me that they hadn't received reports from anybody. So I began calling the five, uh, trying to get a comment as to why they didn't. Uh, one of the five is former Missouri house speaker, Stephen Tilly, who's a main lobbyist, major lobbyist for the marijuana industry uh, is the only one who responded about an hour, a couple of hours after I first called him. So it had come in after that. So a look at that. And uh, so it has been the, the people who have been involved, the, the committees tried to talk to, uh, are not talking is, is basically where we're at. Hmm. So where does this go from here? And I, and I wanted to get you on to talk about this. Of course, we're talking to uh, everybody loves Joe Holloman from the Post-Dispatch. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 listen, I love you 11 months of the year. The only month of the year that I don't love you, Joe, is when you and I swap emails about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But other than that, you know, listen, I love you, man. Yeah, and even though you're wrong about Die Hard, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But uh, uh, but but this isn't a story that if you weren't covering this, I, I don't know that we would be hearing anything about this. So I'm glad that you're covering this because, uh, at least from my perspective, one of the greatest responsibilities of the media is holding government accountable, and you're actually looking into this. So where do we go from here? Now, we know that there was the, the questionnaires that were sent out, and and uh, four of the five didn't respond. So what's the next step, and where do you foresee this going? Uh, I, I don't in a sense, but that's on purpose. Uh, I don't I don't like to think about where a story will go in that what I've done, and you talked about holding uh, government accountable, I think more of a case even even uh, less pointed is just to put out their information that would seem to be worthy of address by any number of people. 
and one of them being like an ethics committee for this council and the county government. And what the people who have roles in this do will probably be the next story. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, people need to do their jobs. Here's this issue. Uh, and do with it what you think is appropriate, and uh, I'll be there to write about it. And we'll be reading yeah. it at uh, stltoday.com. I hate to predict other than I'm just like it's like you're farming some conclusion about something. Right. Oh, I, I knew that. I was just wondering what the next step was. And the next. So it's going to be what do they do? Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously something has to be done, and uh, we'll see what that is. But the information is out there, and if it doesn't uh, result in, in whatever activities anybody wants it to be, uh, that remains to be seen. So it's like a stay tuned. It is a stay tuned, and we're glad that you're covering it. Joe Holloman of the Post-Dispatch. Hey, thank you, my friend, for uh, joining us this evening on X. Pleasure being on here, Brad. Take care, buddy. All right, talk to you soon. Yeah, I, I see, <laughs> to me, this is, uh, I'm sorry, as, I'm, as I was reading the story and listening to Joe, I was just thinking about that great scene, that great scene in Casablanca, where Humphrey Bogart is talking to Claude Rains, and the Nazis come up and they're questioning whether there's gambling going on. And Claude Rains says, I'm shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on in this establishment. And then a guy comes up to Claude Rains and hands him a wad of cash and says, sir, here are your winnings. He goes, oh, thank you very much. Um, if you, she was, you know, as Lisa Clancy is doing work for a marijuana company, and then she's also drafting the regulations that govern a marijuana dispensary. You're shocked, shocked that that's not a conflict of interest. Of course, it's a conflict of interest. And what also is interesting to me, and I didn't get into this with Joe, but one of those individuals, one of those five individuals that have yet to respond is Winston Calvert, who's the former chief of staff to County Executive Sam Page. And there's some texts that were released to the Ethics Committee that shows that Sam Page knew about it. And yet when he was asked, he said, this is the first I've heard about it. I know nothing about it. And to me, that is the proper role of government holding, or rather the proper role of the press is holding government accountable. And I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, Joe Holloman is doing that. What do you think about what's going on in county government right now? Think about all of the scandals, all of the issues, all of the problems, all of the infighting, all of the backstabbing. What do you think about county government? And are you getting, if you're in the county, are you getting the county government that you deserve? Give us a call. In fact, I've got a a text. um, uh, I've got some text on this story. If you've got some ideas, give us a call. 314-436-7900. Would love to have your input here on At Your Service. We'll be right back. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. 
Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Speaking of marijuana, we all know that that's going to be on the ballot in November here in Missouri. It's going to be on the ballot to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. And I've spent a lot of time on this show previously going through the reasons why I think that's a bad idea legally, morally, ethically, economically, systemically. There's lots of reasons why it's a bad idea. I'm not going to go through all that again. But the one thing that I want to mention that most people don't know is one of the elements that's in this provision that's not being discussed in any way, and that's this. In addition to making marijuana legal to possess, legal to use, and legal to even grow if you're, in a, if you're I believe, over the age of 21, there's a provision in there that does two things from the criminal justice system perspective. Number one, if you are currently in prison, if an individual is currently in prison for a marijuana-related charge, that person will be released from jail or prison. Secondly, if a person has ever been convicted of a marijuana-related charge, then that conviction can be expunged from your record. That's the part that is getting no attention, but frankly should get a great deal of attention. And let me tell you why. If somebody calls up and says, Brad, I think that recreational marijuana should be allowed. Uh, It's no more harmful than alcohol. We can debate that. And I think that reasonable minds can disagree on whether or not uh, marijuana is or should not, should or should not be legal. 
reasonable minds can disagree. But here's the part where I don't think reasonable minds should ever disagree on. Because let's look back at, say, 2015. If someone is imprisoned in 2015 for possession, uh, maybe that's too far back. How about 2019? Imprisoned for possession and distribution of marijuana. As of 2019, that was illegal. That was illegal under state law, and that was illegal under federal law. The person who was arrested and convicted for that charge knowingly broke the law, knowingly and you know, with intent of forethought, broke the law and was punished for it. So just because now marijuana may become legal, why should we literally forgive the sins of that person in 2019 when in 2019 what they did violated state law? Why should we forgive them of that? Why should we release them from prison? And why should we expunge their record as if it never happened when in reality it did happen? That person knowingly broke the law and faces the consequences of that conduct. And now the consequences of that conduct are being removed. In addition, uh, it was reported today that the cost, the state of Missouri is going to incur a cost of $7 million for the cost of expunging, and that's a fancy legal term that means taking it away as if it never happened, expunging the records of the convictions of individuals who are either in prison or have been in prison or have been convicted for marijuana-related charges. So this is the part where I don't think that reasonable minds can disagree, but nobody knows about it. That's why I'm talking about it right here on the 50,000 red-hot watts of KMOX, because you're not reading about this in the Post-Dispatch. I wish you were. You're not reading about it in the Missouri Times. You're not reading about it uh, in any other state publication that I follow, and that is this idea that people who have knowingly broken the law, if this provision passes in November, are going to be completely forgiven of breaking the law. Now, in what other area, in what other area where you go, if you go rob a bank, there's no circumstance where that gets expunged from your record. You know that stealing money from a bank is illegal. You do it. And you're caught doing it. Fill in the blank for any other crime. There's no situation where that is expunged from your record in such a manner as this will be with marijuana. And to me, that bothers me. It bothers me as an attorney, and it bothers me from an ethical perspective. Because you, in, in law school, one of the things you're taught about is that in crime, in criminal activity— there's what's called the mens rea. That's a fancy way of saying you had the intent to commit the crime. And if that individual in 2019 knowingly broke the law, they had the requisite mens rea, the requisite intent to violate the law. It's not like that the cops broke in and a guy is sitting in his trailer with garbage bags full of weed and a hookah, and he says, wow, dude, I didn't know this was illegal. I mean, that doesn't happen. Okay, they were arrested because they knew it was against the law and they got caught. And 
all of a sudden today we're going to say, you know, it's all right. It's all right. I knew you that you intentionally broke the law, but today we're just going to say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. It's just weed. It doesn't matter if it's weed, pills, or anything. If you knowingly break the law, you should face punishment for that crime. Again, we can debate what that punishment should be, but no punishment should not be an option. And a complete and total erasure of that conviction should not be something that is done by an ethical society. And yet that's what's going to be done right here if this passes. And I've looked at the polling data. Uh, I've seen Governor Parson talk about the polling data. I think the polling data is pretty clear. This is going to pass, and it's probably going to pass by large margins. It's probably going to be 60-40, 65-35, something in that neighborhood in November, and it's going to pass. So Missouri will join our neighbor state of Illinois and many other states by allowing uh, the recreational use of marijuana. And uh, But I don't know of other states, maybe there are, but there, we, we shouldn't be looking at this situation where they simply expunge the record. And what's interesting is, uh, if you know any libertarians, uh, a, a lot of folks, it's really chic now today because a lot of times conservatism is a bad word. Shouldn't be, but it is. I, I don't mind labeling myself a conservative. It doesn't bother me at all. But in some circles it is. So if you listen to people like Rob Lowe, okay, he's in Hollywood. He's uh, my, it's really funny. My daughters say he's such a pretty man. <laughs> That's what they say about Rob Lowe. But if, if I've heard Rob Lowe interviewed and he's accused of being conservative, he says, no, 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 I'm not a conservative. I'm a libertarian. Now, listen, I'm a political science major in undergrad. I, I, I'm very well versed in the differences, the philosophical differences between conservatism and libertarianism. I understand it completely. But practically speaking, and if you think I'm wrong, call me up and tell me. I love it when people call me and tell me I'm wrong. But really what libertarians are are conservatives that want to smoke weed. That's really what it comes down to. And every time I've been in this circumstance where I've got somebody say they're a libertarian, if they're being honest, I say, Listen, you like to smoke weed, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I like to smoke weed. Okay, fine. You just proved my point. Just like my theory that juries will never issue verdicts in the morning uh, because they want to stick around until after lunch to get a free sandwich. Uh, It always works out to be true every time, 100% of the time, guaranteed. And so in this, this instance, if you talk to somebody that says they're a libertarian, if you can get them to be honest, they're probably just a conservative that likes to smoke weed. That's fine. That's okay. I don't care. But even the Missouri Libertarian Party has declined to endorse this marijuana legalization initiative. Even the Libertarian Party of Missouri has said, no, we don't want to sign off on this. We don't want to do this. And even the Missouri Democrat Party has said, we don't want to endorse this. So how interesting is this, that no political party is going to endorse this this uh, ballot initiative, but it's probably going to pass by 60-40. I think from a political analyst perspective, this is fascinating. 
And, of course, you know the arguments it's going to boost state revenue. It's going to reduce the illicit market for weed. I mean, there's a lot of arguments, and I could go through and point out all the flaws in all of those arguments, and I'm not going to do that. But just think for a moment, if 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 no political party, no major political party is going to support this initiative, and yet it still passes— in in some ways, it makes me question about number one the the intestinal fortitude of our political parties, but also why they won't take a stand. But I mean, more in, in particular, are people slaves to political parties? And at least from this perspective, from this perspective, they are not. They are not. And I will give my hats off here to the Missouri Democrat Party in this way only. When asked about this provision. The head of the Missouri Democrat Party said that that the Missouri Democrats would not support the legalization of marijuana specifically because of the expungement provision and how the uh, the uh, the licenses would be allocated, the licenses to sell recreational marijuana. But at least half of the reason why the Missouri Democrat Party is not going to support this is because of this idea that that people get a get-out-of-jail card free, literally. I'm not even using that as a euphemism. It's literally a get-out-of-jail card free. Here you go, pal. Pick up your your watch and your wallet, like we've seen at the end of Shawshank Redemption, and you're out on the street, okay? We're going to let you go. To me, that's wrong. And I hope more people understand that before they blindly cast a vote for yes just because they want legal weed. So there's more to it than that, and I hope that uh, that you will take that into consideration. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've only got one segment, and I always have more stories to talk about than I get to. But one story that I absolutely want to get to is this idea that the state of Missouri and other states are now expanding their lawsuit, alleging that the federal government has colluded with social media to censor freedom of speech. To me, it's outrageous, and we'll break it down right after this at your service, KMOX. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, before I get to the social media story, I, I got I gotta mention this. We we oftentimes in this country, we have this idea that criminals are like James Bond villains. That they're all basically Jeff Bezos, they've got billions of dollars, they're diabolical, they've got these complicated plans, and that only James Bond can figure out how to thwart them. And and folks, that, that's just not true. Most criminals are not very bright. That's why they're criminals, okay? And I mention that because I love stories that highlight the, uh, shall I say, uh, I don't want to say cognitive uh, decline of the criminal of the criminals in this country, but that's really what it is. We've got we got a person in New Jersey. This came out today. This individual, she was wanted for fraud, and she had warrants out for her address, or for her arrest. And lo and behold, she went into a New, Jer- a New Jersey sheriff's office and wanted to fill out an application for employment because they were hiring. And so uh, she was a former postal worker, 27 years old, from Jersey City, uh, who was actually on the run because there were all of these uh, warrants out for her arrest in Pennsylvania. So she goes into the New Jersey Sheriff's Office, fills out an application for employment. Do you know what happens when you fill out an application for employment? I represent I represent lots of employers. You know what they do? They run a background check on you. That's what they do. And if you've got a arrest warrants, open arrest warrants for you, and you're applying for a job in the sheriff's department, what do you think is going to happen? Yes, that's right. They gave her <clears throat> they gave her a uh, an all-expense-paid trip to the Gray Bar Motel. That's exactly what they did. So uh, criminals are not diabolical geniuses. More often than not, they're just not very bright. And this, <laughs> this uh, uh, proves my point. But no, back to this bigger issue. Eric Schmidt, candidate for Senate, he'll be the next senator from the state of Missouri. By there's no way he's going to lose unless someone comes up with pictures of him with a goat. Otherwise, he's the next senator. Now, having said that, he has filed, along with the attorney general from Louisiana, has filed a massive lawsuit against the federal government. It's not getting a lot of attention, and it should. Because it's, it demonstrates how the federal government is using social media to squelch free speech. This is something I've talked about a lot before. But the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry announced yesterday that they've filed in a second amended complaint adding an additional 47 defendants within the federal government. They initially had 20 defendants. Now it's been expanded to 67 defendants within the federal government, including including President Joe Biden. What are they arguing? 
Well, we all know it. I'll make it as simple as possible. We all know the argument the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. It only applies to the federal government. So if Twitter, if Twitter wants to uh, squelch your free speech, they can do that legally. It doesn't violate the First Amendment because they're a private company. However, if the federal government is telling Twitter to squelch your free speech, now that's a different ball game. Legally, that's completely different. Think about every mafia movie you've ever seen. Any mafia movie you've ever seen. There's always some kind of a scene where the federal, the, the feds are working with some informant and they put them in a wire and they send them in somewhere and he gets information on the bad guys. And that happens in every movie. But in those circumstances, when, uh, when, a, when an informant is working for the federal government, that informant, the phrase is he, he or she is working under color of law. That phrase means is that they're essentially working at the request of the government, and therefore the same restrictions that apply to the government also apply to that informant. So there's no searches and seizures without a warrant, so forth and so on. So that kind of theory is really what's at stake here, because if Twitter or TikTok is squelching your free speech, then at that point, if they're doing it at the request of the federal government, it now violates the First Amendment. And this lawsuit has just expanded, like I said, to 67 defendants. And the, and the, and the judge in this federal case has already granted an expedited discovery phase. What does that mean? That means they get to send out subpoenas. They get to take depositions. They may even depose President Biden. Now, the president typically has an immunity to being deposed because the idea is, is that the president is too busy, the president has too many responsibilities, and cannot take time to sit down for a deposition. I agree with that. But that may not apply to uh, the president's chief of staff, Ron Klain, the, the presidential spokesperson. It apply, it, that kind of immunity doesn't apply to all of these other individuals. And I mentioned this in the context of just this week, TikTok. TikTok has started censoring and kicking people off of their platform if they use the phrase, white lives matter. Now, we saw Kanye did this. He wore the shirt that said white lives matter, white lives matter. And, uh, you know, he got a lot of pushback about that. But now TikTok is saying we're going to kick you off the platform for saying that. Is that illegal to say white lives matter? No. Is it immoral? No. Is it unethical? No. Then why should social media companies be allowed to kick you off for simply expressing an opinion? Because, you know what, white lives do matter. They don't matter more than black lives or brown lives or any other lives. But all lives matter. All lives matter. So if it's okay to say black lives matter, then why isn't it okay to say white lives matter or brown lives matter or, more importantly, all lives matter? And TikTok is kicking them off. Also, TikTok has, uh, has constantly got battles. And Twitter previously had battles with this company called the Libs of TikTok. Have you heard of this? This is, this is a, a Twitter group. They've got a, a guy's got a Twitter page. And literally all he does, and I follow him on Twitter, all he does is, is that he takes TikTok or Twitter postings 
from individuals, and he reposts them. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't add to it. He simply lets the progressive left say what they want to say, but to an audience, a broader audience than their, you know, their closed-in progressive group. And it's hilarious. And I would highly encourage you to listen to that. But if the federal government is encouraging the censorship of free speech, don't we want to put a stop to that in this country? Of course we do. Because the only cure for censorship is free speech, not more censorship. And that's what the left does not understand. But what you understand is, is that you're listening to Camel X. And I want to make sure you stick around because at 10 o'clock, we've got the best of Dave Glover. Don't go away. I'll catch you next Wednesday at your service, Brad Young. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.